Oh, what is the upskis, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We're on episode 89 of my little wrestling recap show, where once a week I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, give you the review, let you know what's going on in both of the companies, talk about the matches, the storylines, all the craziness that ensues. With wrestling, at the end of the week, I give out my three stars of the week, awarding my three favorite matches that I watched, and... When there's a big major pay-per-view, I will do a separate review of that show on a separate episode. So, let's dive into the recap. We are starting off with Monday Night Raw. They were in OKC, Oklahoma City. We got Sami Zayn starting off the show. He cuts cuts a fired-up promo. Sammy is ready to stand on his own two feet, he claims. The Judgment Day interrupt, looking to take out a solo Sami Zayn. But out comes Jay Uso. It might be Jimmy. I am so confused with the Usos right now. I don't know who's who. Anyway, one of the Usos comes out with a pair of chairs to save Sami Zayn. A good promo from Sami. Crowd nice and warmed up. And a solid opener for Monday Night Raw. We go backstage. Sammy is snapping because it's kind of Uso's fault that Kevin Owens got moved over to SmackDown. So, yeah. But anyway, Jay says he's got his back. Yeet! Jay and Sammy, they're going to be a team now, apparently, even though they're both claiming to be solo guys now. So, it's a little bit conflicting, a little bit confusing, and honestly, a little bit messy. But, uh, yeah, an alright way to kick off the show. We move on to Ricochet versus Shinsuke Nakamura in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Ooh, the brawling is going on all over the place, up the stage, back in Gorilla, pretty cool. Ricochet does a pretty awesome backflip off of the screens or whatever. They go into the crowd and ricochet with an unbelievable shooting star press off of a large platform, a big old height, uh, reminiscent of Jeff Hardy back in the 90s. Uh, Amazing spot right there. Beautiful. Thumbs up for that. Shinsuke is whooping Ricochet with some nunchucks. He's got two of them now, so oh snap. Kicks Ricochet off of the top rope and he goes through a table. Ouch. Nails, uh, Shinsuke nails the Kinshasa for the W. I mean, damn. Ricochet having a lot of fun in this match. I mean, without the rules, he's able to fly all over the place. And he's more effective than ever because he can sit there and do a dive on the outside and hit a pinfall. So, uh, really good area for Ricochet to be uh, in. I, I like that match setting for him. And Shinsuke continues looking ruthless. Uh, Some really good combos in this one as well. And that shooting star press was just spectacular. Seven and a half out of ten. We move on. The women's tag team champions are getting annoyed backstage by Knox, Chance, and Carter, who are getting some pretty consistent backstage airtime lately. And Nikki Cross is there. They have a little funny segment. I'll give it a thumbs up. We got Piper Niven with Chelsea Green going up against Natalia. After a minor comeback from Natty, she gets absolutely squashed by Piper for a quick W uh, for Niven. Champs continue the beatdown on Natalia. It's Tegan Knox out for the save for Natalia. Okay, 
<laughs> we move on. It is the world champion, Seth Frickin' Rollins. He cuts a promo. Drew McIntyre joins him. Seth calls out Drew for chatting with Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Rhea, wow. Rhea Ripley last week. And, ah, see? We talked about that last week. They they didn't really key in on it, but you could clearly see Drew in the background chatting with Rhea. So here we go. It, it's, a, it's a big part of this part right here. So let's talk about it. Drew shuts that shit down quickly. He only wants to take that World Heavyweight Championship from Seth Rollins. So, I don't know. You're definitely uh, something going on right with that. I mean, does Dom Dom know that Rhea is talking with Drew McIntyre? I don't know. Shenanigans. Uh, really good back and forth segment, though, right here. Thumbs up. I really like the chemistry between Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins. I am quite excited for their match at Crown Jewel. Sucks that it's going to go down at Crown Jewel, but... Honestly, Crown Jewel has gotten better over the last year or so. Anyway, moving on. Logan Paul apparently has called out Rey Mysterio for a United States Championship match when he was at his boxing match on the weekend or some shit. And Logan Paul will be returning next week. So, all right. That, that should be fun. It's always it's always a pretty good time when, when Logan Paul shows up. We move on to Ludwig Kaiser with Giovanni Vinci versus Johnny Gargano all by himself. Johnny has Kaiser beat. Gio pokes Gargano in the eye. Johnny chasing Gio around. He gets distracted. Kaiser takes advantage, plants G- uh, Gargano with a DDT for a W. A fine match. Uh, crowd was really quiet for this one. I mean, these are, you know, not very well-known guys. Great workers. I mean, in the ring, they're spectacular. But honestly, I feel a little bad for Ludwig. He's been really doing a great job. I was like, you know, it'd be nice if the crowd would recognize him a little bit here. But just got to wait a little bit longer. And we're going to get DIY back together. Uh, really needed for the tag team division right now. And yeah, so not not the, not the best uh, situation right here, but the match was fine. We got Becky Lynch. Uh, she has a little stare down backstage with Rhea Ripley. So ooh, setting up some things. You got the NXT champ and the Raw women's champion. McIntyre mm. backstage. He tells Sami Zayn that he ain't impressed with him bringing back Jay Uso into the fold. Only one way to settle a disagreement in the WWE, brother. They're going to have a match later on or maybe next week. We'll see. We got Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler up next. Rhea, nice deadlift powerbomb to get out of the armbar. Here comes Nia Jax. She walks down to the ring. She's stopped by Raquel Rodriguez and Zoe Stock. Oh, snap. Zoe just kicks Ripley right in the head, and the match is disqualified. Boo! Nia locks eyes with Rhea Ripley. They start fighting, and it's Starks who takes both Nia and Rhea Ripley out, and she is the one standing tall in the end. Kind of making a big statement right there, and I dig it, man. Zoe Stark... I really like her. Uh, setting up here for a big multi-women title match, inevitably. I am pretty excited. This is this is getting good right here. We got NXT champion Becky Lynch exchanging words with Zia Lee backstage. They will trade hands on NXT. So it got teased last week. It didn't go down. Hopefully it's going to go down this week because I like Zia Lee. And then a wild Jade Cardgill introduces herself to the NXT champion Becky Lynch. So setting up maybe for something in the future here. We shall see. We got the tag team champions, Jimmy and Cody Rhodes, interviewed. They say all the catchphrases, yeet, everybody, yeet. 
We move on to the Intercontinental Championship match. Gunther with Imperium defending against Bronson Reed. Ooh, this should be good. Bronson misses the tsunami. Gunther hits a dropkick. Lariat splash combo. Not enough to put Reed away. We got a wicked powerbomb from Gunther, and that is it for Bronson. He is down, and Gunther retains the Intercontinental Championship yet again. I mean, a great breakout performance here for the big man, Bronson Reed. I mean, I love this guy. Stiff, hard-hitting hoss fight, but like a modern style where these guys can both really move. I don't even know if we can call Gunther a hoss anymore. He's lost a lot of weight. I mean, looking good. Looking jacked, brother. Looking real jacked. Uh, It was a really stiff, uh, hard-hitting fight. I mean, Bronson Reed, his chest was freaking purple from all the Gunther chops. And a pretty good back-and-forth brawl, like... Bronson looking tough. He took all the offense. I mean, no one's really kicking out of that Gunther powerbomb. Not even Bronson. Good match right here. I would say this might have been Gunther's toughest challenger. At least one of them uh, in recent memory. Seven and a half out of ten. We got the Miz. He's being a goofball backstage. He gets scared by Nia Jax. Who's going to squash the women's division? We got a funny little moment right here. Thumbs up. We got Adam Pierce, the new Raw GM, telling Rhea Ripley she will be defending her title at Crown Jewel in a fatal five-way match. Good lord, that is going to be a good one. We got an interesting segment with Alpha Academy, New Day, and Tazawa uh, involving the swinging of hips. I mean, pretty funny. I mean, I'm always happy to see Tazawa, so thumbs up. And it's main event time. Undisputed Tag Team Championships on the line. Jey Uso, Cody Rhodes defending against Judgment Day. Damian Priest and Finn Balor with the Dom Dom. Dom places Priest's foot on the rope, saving him from the pinfall. Cody blows a gasket, chasing Dom around. Eats a lariat from Priest. Rut row. We got the 1D Cody Cutter combo thing on Finn Balor. It's a near fall. And then Damien straight up kicks Cody right in the ding ding. Hits the razor's edge through the announce table. Goodness gracious. Thumbs up. Jimmy super kicks his bro. Finn hits a coup de gras pins. And new undisputed tag team champions. It's Finn. It's Damien. It's Judgment Day. Damn. And I knew that reign wasn't going to last long, man. I mean, you could just, you always know it with these singles guys that just kind of get mashed together and they win the titles it never lasts long and neither did this one but a pretty good match I mean nice back and forth um I'm a little bit confused at this time like I said about which Uso is which so my apologies if I said Jay was Jimmy or Jimmy was Jay I don't know seven out of ten for this match right here and that is the end of Raw I think they're off to a strong start to their new season this was like their season premiere Uh, Some banger matches, you got title matches, planting some interesting seeds, you got DIY versus Imperium more than likely incoming, and maybe, I don't know how soon we're getting there, but Charlotte Flair and Jade Cardgill, that's, it's gotta happen, I mean, it has to happen, you got some funny segments thrown in there, I'm conflicted though with the Uso and Sami Zayn situation, and Cody Rhodes and the other Uso, the title reign, like, you got all these singles guys, all these guys that should be singles, they're kind of fucking around with tag team stuff, and it's just not working, the tag team titles are getting fucking thrown around all over the place, so let's settle that down, get get some real tag teams, get these guys back into a single situation if you can, but honestly, it was still a good show overall, seven, I think.
We go now to NXT 2.0, and we are starting this show off with the bada-bing, bada-boom tag team battle royale. Oh boy, here we go. So we got a nice double elimination by Ridge, just tossing two some bitches over the ropes all by himself. Pretty impressive. Scripps runs down, getting his own team out the mud and the Brutes eliminated. So, uh, you know, he's dumb and smart at the same time. Creed's eliminate Carrillo, but all the refs miss it somehow. There's like three refs out there. They all miss it. Creed's end up getting eliminated instead. So the final two are Chase U and Humberto and Garza. So the battle royale part is over. We go into a normal tag team match. It's Mr. Chase and Duke versus Carrillo and Garza. So Creed's come down, distracting Garza and Correo. I mean, they're rightfully pissed off. We got a roll-up by Duke, and Chase U wins the bada-bing, bada-boom, battle royale tag team thing. Creed's totally got screwed over. They will definitely be getting their revenge. But a decent way, admittedly, to get uh, some more time and some heat for Carrillo and Garza. They're an up-and-coming. I mean, I know them pretty well, but they've been, uh, you know, struggling a little bit. They're a tag team now, so I I get why they did it this way. Uh, Royale was a bit short, but it was pretty sweet. Uh, Brutes and Creeds were impressive in this one. Tag match overall. It was short, but uh, pretty solid overall. I enjoyed uh, the family up top, Don and Stax. They're just like eating spaghetti, watching the match from above. I like that. Oh, good way to kick off NXT. I'll give that a thumbs up. So we move on. It is Carmelo Hayes. He cuts a promo. Still got chills that The Undertaker was there last week. That shit was banana. Baron Corbin comes out to yuck the yum, and here comes Dijak, tells them both to shut up, and he's going to wreck them both. NXT Champion comes down, Ilya Dragunov, well he doesn't come down, he appears on the screen to announce it will be a fatal four-way match, with the fourth man being Trick Williams. Oh snap! Dijak and Baron twisting the knife, claiming Trick betrayed Carmelo, but Melo ain't buying what they selling. Trick and Mello clear the ring together, and ooh, we got some drama added to the main event. Uh, really good segment right here. I mean, Dijak, I mean, that dude can talk, man. I like it. Baron, yeah, yeah, you know, not too bad. Loving the story, though, between Carmelo and Trick unraveling here. You know, best friends. Are they going to become enemies? I mean, that's the obvious route, but they're kind of teasing it. They're not getting there. I like the way that they're doing this. Thumbs up. Good segment. We move on to the women's breakout tournament. We got Carmen Petrovic going up against uh, Jada Parker. So Petrovic shows off her impressive striking. Nice spinning kick to Parker's back. Locks her into this innovative choke with like her leg and shit. Jada forced to tap out. And Carmen Petrovic advances to round two. Uh, Some nice fundamentals on display here from both women. Nice pace. And uh, both getting in some offense. You know, it was nice. Carmen fired up and an impressive win from her. Kind of similar with the other ones. They're just like really athletic. Some nice uh, striking ability more than likely. You know, know some more martial arts in real life. But uh, yeah, an impressive little match right here. We move on. It is Tegan Knox going up against Lyra Valkyria. So this one getting set up as a pretty big match. Let's see what goes down. Both women collide hard into each other. They're both down in the middle of the ring. 
Tegan eats a stiff kick right to the head. She just kind of like drops. I like that cell right there. We got the tag team champions, Chelsea and Piper appear for some reason, distracting Tegan. We got the spin kick from Valkyria, puts away Knox for a huge W right here. Tegan looking more calm in this match. I mean, last week she was very, very nervous going up against Becky Lynch. She looked a lot more comfortable. Really good performance for her. And Lyra, intense performance, stiff kicks. Unfortunate about the shenanigan finish. I feel like that wasn't really needed. But a good back and forth fight right here. Seven out of ten. We got Valkyria. She cuts a determined promo. She wants the NXT Women's Championship. And she just might get it. Lynch appears on screen, cuts her own promo. Shows respect to her opponent. But the man is gonna put her down at Halloween Havoc. Ooh, that could be a lot of that could be a good one right there. You know, I'm not gonna have the highest expectations, but Valkyria can go and Becky Lynch, I mean she's always gonna give you a good effort, so could be a really good one. We move on. It is Carmelo and Trick arguing yet again backstage. They hash out some differences. Uh, plans. Uh, it appears that everything is all good. But Melo giving him, you know, that look when uh, Trick leaves. Like, oh, fuck. I'm, he's up to something, man. I don't know what it is. What you thinking, Carmelo? I don't like it. We got Gigi Dolan. She wants to make things interesting versus Blair Davenport next week. So she is going to spin the wheel, make the deal. She spins it, and it lands on a lights out match. Uh, I don't. Okay, we'll see how that one goes. Probably not what they would have wanted it to land on, but eh, it's something. We got Von Wagner. He is shown rehabbing his injury with Mr. Stone. Stone motivates him with a good old-fashioned bromant. Aw, pretty, pretty nice little segment right here. Anyway, moving on. Kiana James going up against Shotzi Blackheart. Kiana looks to use her loaded purse with the brick inside of it. Roxanne Perez stops her from doing it. And then... Uh, Shotzi cracks Kiana with the purse. Kiana just eats it for breakfast. Like, damn. Shotzi hits the senton off of the top rope for a W. An alright match. I mean, it was fine. Kiana eating a brick to the face was quite impressive. I gotta give her a shout out for that. Damn. We got Roxanne. She spins the wheel now to land on a deal. And she lands on... It's the Devil's Playground match. She will be going up against Kiana in one of those. Now, that's more like it. That should be fun. We got Ariana Grace. She will be replacing a injured Jakara Jackson who will not be able to compete in the women's breakout tournament. She's been injured. Very, very unfortunate. But Brindley Reese is going to get a shot at the second round, uh, at a second round bye in the tournament. So we got Ariana Grace going up against Brindley Reese. Ariana rakes the eyes, hits a unique headlock takeover slam thingy, grabs a big win right here, and she will be heading off to the second round. Uh, really enjoyed Ariana selling in this one, the over-the-top kind of heel selling. Kind of like her gimmick, too. She's like a, a princess or so. I don't know what the fuck, but I, I like it. Reese getting an opportunity, solid fired-up performance here. You know, take you got to take your shot when, you, when it's given to you and I thought she did a good job some nice suplexes a solid quick match right here we move on it is Braun Breaker he's being a dick to Mr. Stone telling him he doesn't care about Wagner oh 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 
Unbelievable. Mr. Stone explodes, accidentally challenges Breaker to a match. Oh boy. Breaker says he is going to put him in a hospital. I, I think he might do worse than that. Oh boy. Trick Williams now. He is attacked. He won't be able to compete in the main event. What the actual shit. We move on now to that main event. Dijak versus Baron Corbin versus Carmelo in a in a triple threat now. Not the four-way. Boo. Dijak with a beautiful choke slam backbreaker on Carmelo. I mean, mm, 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 mm. awesome Tower of Doom spot with Dijak getting sent flying across the ring. I think it was a German suplex they did. Just awesome. Thumbs up for that. Baron counters the Feast Your Eyes attempt into end of days. He's going to win, but no, it's Carmelo. He nails nothing but net on Corbin, steals the pin on Dijak for the huge W, and Carmelo Hayes will face Ilya Dragunov for the NXT Championship. Oh, baby, that is going to be a fun rematch. Fast-paced spot fest for a triple threat. This was Bananas. Awesome performances all around, especially my boy Dijak. I just, I love that guy. He's so good. Hard hitting. Corbin wearing the battle marks all over his back. I mean, he was taking a whooping. Great match right here. Eight at ten. And that is the end of the show. Uh, Men's tag division starting to heat up here a little bit. That's nice. Women's tournament continues rolling strong. Good wrestling, especially the main event match. That was a good one. I mean, it sucks that it wasn't the the four four way match, but oh well. Trick and Mellow storyline is really getting interesting. I I I'm in there. I'm into that. And they're setting up nicely for Halloween Havocs. Should be some good matches there next week and the week after that because it's a two week situation. Good NXT this week. Seven at the. And we're going to do it a little messy this week. We're going to head over to AEW Dynamite in Houston, Texas this week. So what are we starting with? We got Penta with Alex versus Jay White with Bullet Club Gold. And that's just okay. I keep thinking that there's a championship on the line, but neither of them actually have championships. All right, let's get into this non-title match. We got some awesome chop-for-chop moment in this match. Both of these guys' chops are just mm, so good. Penta goes for the fear factor. Bullet Club distracting the referee. Juice bonks Penta with the diamond ring. We got the Blade Runner and Jay White steals the W. Good hard-hitting contest to start off the show. Big offense from both men. I really like Penta's spinning DDT. I, I... Man, I can't remember the dude who used to do it back in WWE. Uh, Paul Burchill, I think he had a move that was like that. He was also a pirate. So uh, if anyone remembers that guy, good on you. Uh, But he had a cool DDT. I didn't feel the need uh, for shenanigans in this match. I mean, Jay White is supposed to be the leader. I know they're a heel team and all that stuff, but he's going into a World Heavyweight Championship match. I I think it would have been better if he just won this match straight up over Penta, but it was still pretty good. Seven at ten. We got Jay Weish. He is shushing the crowd, doing the shush, shush. It's pretty good. I like when he does that. Uh, He starts trash-talking MJF. Juice is bragging about his diamond ring, and it's better than MJF's. And here comes MJF. He appears on the screen, tells Bullet Club he's getting the belt back. The acclaimed arrive. Caster suggests that he and Max scissor. It is still a no from MJF. And oh, I don't know where this is coming from, but this Max Caster MJF little love thing that's going on. I love it. It's hilarious. Thumbs up. We move on. It is Emi Sakura going up against Hikaru Shida. Another non-title match. 
We got the Falcon Arrow. That's not enough to put away Emmy. Katana to the head is enough to put her down. Shida grabs a W right here. And a great performance from the veteran Sakura. I love her. Nice hard-hitting offense. A few close calls, too, there on the championship. She got close. And Shida pairing nicely with Emmy. I would love for these two to face each other in a title match. That would be really nice. 7 out of 10. This is a good match. We got Adam Copeland, Edge. He is interviewed. He talks about uh, how he and Christian grew up as best friends since they were like eight or nine years old or some shit. And Christian has always been jealous of Edge because Edge got the rack, uh, the rocket strapped to him in the WWE while Christian was the CLB, the creepy little bastard. So yeah, definitely some jealousy uh, built up over that. So okay, interesting. I th- I feel like we've done this before with the Edge and Christian storyline, but all right, it's an AEW. We can do it here too. Oh boy, here comes Wardlow. He is going up against Nemeth. You guessed it. It's one power bomb. Match is stopped, and that's three squash matches now. You've had enough squash matches, Wardlow, okay? We we remember who you are. We know you do power bombs and you're big and tough and stuff. So Shivani goes in to talk with Wardlow, asks him what's next. Wardlow shows his wrists. It says MJF. F. So he is going after the championship. He also shoves Tony Schiavone to the ground and leaves. Jeez, what a jerk, man. Gah. We move on. It is Kenny Omega. He reminds us that he is the measuring stick in the wrestling business. MJF arrives, shakes his hand, and whispers, 13 days, bitch. Good shit right there. I, that's, a, that's a chuckle in a, in a little bit right there. We got the kingdom with uh, a trapped. Remember, does anyone remember trapped headstrong? Come on now, banger. They do a little remix of that called neck strong on the bongos. Well done. Well done. I'll give that a thumbs up. Cole also starts making uh, everybody peanut butter and jelly sammies. Roderick hates his sandwich. He spits it out. Who the fuck does that? Never spit out a PB&J unless you're fucking allergic to it. Finally, Adam Cole has had enough. He explodes on Roddy, and he leaves. Yay. Uh, Roddy says he's got a plan. So he's he apparently isn't done with Adam Cole just yet, but thankfully that is semi-over now. A, a decently funny segment. They're just, they got nothing on the MJF and Adam Cole segments. Way better. Moving on. It is the Don Callis family. They are in the ring. Powerhouse Hobbs says Chris Jericho yelled at him once when he was a kid. Now he must destroy him. This, that is how that goes. That's tr- I, I understand this. Don Callis trashes Kyle Fletcher. Out he comes, gets in Don Callis's face, says he is going to defeat Kenny Omega right now, and he wants to be a part of the Don Callis family. That's fucked up. I don't like that. So now we got the match. Kyle Fletcher going up against Kenny Omega. Kenny absolutely lawn darted into the turnbuckle. That just looked nasty. Just head first. Ouch. Omega hits a ridiculous Poison Rana powerbomb V-trigger combo. We got a near fall on that. Fletcher almost chokes out Kenny, but he gets out V-trigger, one-winged angel, and Omega with a big W. Picking up where these two left off the last time they fought. Really, really enjoyable. Beautiful chemistry in the ring. Fast pace. Kenny taking some rough bumps in this one, too. That lawn dart was terrifying. And Fletcher, man. Oh, he just keeps... Building as one of my favorites in the in the be- in the business right now. I love this guy. He's awesome. Great match. Eight at the. We got Lance Archer returning. He is going up against Barrett Brown. 
Archer beating up Barrett on the way to the ring. That's, I love that. That's a really nice touch. The bell rings. Archer demolishes Brown in a return squash match. So, again, I will give you the same rule that I gave to Wardlow. You get three squash matches, and then I'm annoyed. But welcome back, Lance Archer. Maybe they're going to do Lance Archer versus Wardlow, but I don't know. Maybe not right away, but at some point, that'd be kind of cool. Maybe they team up. We move on. We got... Oh boy, Swerve Strickland, a quick video promo on Hangman. It was fine. Oh boy, am I ever looking forward to having to hear his music again. Oh god, the live performance that they did last time was one of the worst ever. Just awful. Moving on. It's Sting, everybody. It is Sting. He is cutting a promo. Thanks Hulk Hogan and Flair to some mixed responses right there from the crowd. Uh, But he thanks them for inspiration to keep on going because Hogan and Flair just never fucking retire. And neither does Sting, but he brings up that scary retirement word and Sting says he would like to retire where it all began in AEW at Revolution. So I think that's in 2024. So the clock is running down on Sting, but what an incredible run he's had in AEW. Um, done way more than I ever expected him to do in at his age. And I mean, a way better run than he did in WWE. And yeah, a nice moment right here. First thing, thumbs up. We got JR, good old JR, interviews Nick Wayne and his mother. It kind of turns into an episode of Maury right here. Emotions running high, and to make it worse, Corishion Cage arrives, takes his new son, Nick Wayne, away, and Darby, he shows up, he puts a whooping down on Christian and Nick Wayne. Luchasaurus in for the save, breaks it up, and here comes Sting! Deathlock is applied on Corishion. Luchasaurus saves the day yet again. And Nick Wayne's mouth is bloodied. They're saying that he's lost a tooth or something. I don't know if that's real or not, but pretty cool. And an interesting segment, I guess. The dramatic soap opera part with JR. Not big on that. The brawl. Standard brawl. Pretty good. Not bad. Um, But, I mean, the dramatic performance of Nick Wayne and his mommy was kind of cute. Like, it was so bad. It was like, you know, kind of... It's soap opera stuff. It's... Anyway, moving on. It is Battle of the Belts. Eight is incoming. We got Statlander. Uh, She will be defending against Willow Nightingale. That should be a banger. Uh, Orange Cassidy is amped. He's got the International Championship back. I didn't hear who he was fighting, and they also had Hook, who was there. Didn't hear who he was fighting, but I imagine they will be defending their championships at Battle of the Belts. Eight. Now it is time for the main event. It is the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royale. Holy moly. Winner faces MJF for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. So we got Garcia in the ring. Uh, The dance-off there is spoiled by Matt Menard. Uh, Jeff Hardy gets involved, though. He swings his hips. No one really gives a shit. MJF bribes Dustin Rhodes with some Benjamins to shatter Juice Robinson's dreams. He does just that in a nice little segment right there. Thumbs up. Menard, Juice, Garcia, and Max Caster are the final four. Caster takes out Danny Garcia. It is down to Juice and Max Caster. We got the mic drop by Caster, but Jay White attacks MJF. Juice uses the distraction to clock Caster with the diamond ring, eliminates Caster, winning a shot at MJF's diamond ring. I mean, honestly, very, very predictable that Juice Robinson was going to win this one. I mean, they've been setting it up for a couple weeks now, so... I mean, kind of unfortunate that it it 
was so predictable for me, but it was still fun. I mean, um, <laughs> there's just no way uh, Juice wasn't winning. But a good effort in this Royale from Max Caster. I like Garcia. I think it was him and Johnny uh, TV were trying to get the dance off going. They got to they got to revisit that. Come on now. But that is the end of the show. Some strong matches on this card, uh, especially Omega versus Fletcher two. I am I'm excited to see them do it for a third time. I oh yeah, I want that. AEW man though, they love their squash matches. I mean, two on this one. Uh, Wardlow and Lance Archer. I mean, ugh, I just I just can't get into squash matches. They're like maybe once in a blue moon they're fun, but like it's just so consistent. Don't like it. Some solid seg- segments in this show as well. The Sting retiring uh, segment. That's sad, but I mean, what an excellent run he has had. The Wayne Darby stuff. I don't know if I'm really into it that much. Like Darby's kind of fallen off for me uh you know i i loved him when when it was all you know aew first started he was one of my favorites but uh, he's kind of dropped off a little bit i still like him i just don't love him as much as i used to but a good show overall seven out of ten we go into rampage now and we are starting off with a fun little match right here we got rocky romero going up against mystico who i knew as sin cara in the wwe now that was one of the more uh, disappointing runs of all time in the WWE, but excited to see that he's still going. I don't know if it is the same person that was Sin Cara. They were, there was a whole bunch of different Sin Caras. Regardless, Mystico is here, and it's a two out of three falls match. We got a neat submission locked in on Romero. He taps out, and Mystico is up one nothing. Rocky ripping at Mystico's mask. You, you just can't do that, man. Come on now. Romero hits the springboard slice bread to tie it up 1-1. Mitsuko huge dive off of the top to the outside. And then like a funny limp like body springboard move. I enjoyed that. That was cool. Rocky nails the avalanche slice bread. Mitsuko answers back with an avalanche Spanish fly. Oh man. All the avalanche moves. Thumbs up. Mystico, lightning fast destroyer into an arm bar and Rocky taps out. Mystico wins two to one. And damn, man, that's the Mystico I was waiting for for 10 years, man. I was so excited for Sin Cara when he showed up in the WWE. It didn't go very good, but this was, yeah, this is what I think uh, WWE, WWE was hoping to get. Beautiful Lucha offense on display in this one. Mystico flowing effortlessly. I mean, he is just flying around out there. Really good. And Rocky Romero, a great opponent. I mean, he's no slouch himself. Great opening match. Eight at ten. We got Eddie Kingston backstage exchanging words with Jay Lethal and the Entourage. Kingston gets right up into Jeff Jarrett's face. They have a nice intense little moment right here. Pretty solid stuff. We move on to John Silver, or Johnny Hungy, versus Kip Sabian versus Brother Zay in a triple threat. Zay with the effortless dive onto Hungy, and then a springboard stunner onto Kip. He's on fire. And then Hungy straight up torpedoes Sabian headfirst right into Zay's dick. I mean, that was spectacular. Thumbs up for that. Hungy nails a penalty kick right to Zay's head, pins, and wins. Big win here for Hungy. Solid performance overall. Kip just got dummied this whole match. I don't know if he got any offense in, but uh, solid selling from him. And Zay, man, he was on absolute fire. Good stuff from him. Really solid, quick triple threat match right here. 
We got Claudio and Yuta going up against Exodus Prime, one of the best names ever, and Brian Keith, one of the one of uh, just a name. We got a giant swing, the dropkick combo, assisted splash. Claudio and Yuta pick up a quick tune-up W. Moving on, it is Menard and Garcia. They are squashing their beef backstage over the Garcia dance, sort of. There's still like some animosity between the two, but we'll see if they can work that out later. We got Bucks and Hangman. They lay down an open challenge for the Trios Tag Team Championships. I'm guessing that's the Ring of Honor because they don't have the AEW. Anyway, moving on, it is main event time. Sky Blue going up against Ruby Soho with Soraya. Soraya mouthing off to Blue. She gets dropped with a punch. Soraya gets her revenge, hits hits Blue twice with a can or something. I don't know what that was. Uh, Ruby pins and wins. Boo shenanigans, of course. It's Ruby Soho and Soraya. That's what we get. But a nice performance here for, for Sky Blue. Kicking out of the no future. That was pretty impressive. And then Statlander saves Sky Blue from any further damage. Chasing off Ruby and Soraya. But Sky Blue cold shoulders Chris Statlander and leaves on her own. So she's like possessed or some shit, Sky Blue. I don't know what's going on with her. But that's the end of the show. I mean, pretty standard rampage right here. The opening match was spectacular. I uh, hope I get to see some more Mystico in AEW. That would be a lot of good. That would that would be a lot of good. Yeah, yeah. We got some tune-up matches. Basically, a squash match. Uh, you know, a fine rampage. I'm gonna give it a six out of ten. And let's get really confusing. We'll go back to the WWE with SmackDown in San Antonio. We got Paul Heyman in the ring. He cuts a promo, talks about the Uso drama that's been going on, and then he starts trash-talking LA Knight. Nana. Heyman saying that LA Knight is going to get smashed by Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. But again, Nana. LA Knight enters the conversation. Yeah. Knight tells Heyman to beat it and then to unbeat it. Get your ass back in here. Knight does his thing. He's going to beat Roman and become the champion. Yeah. Good promos right here from both. Uh, Nice opener. Solid stuff. We got Santos Escobar with the LWO going up against Montez Ford with Dawkins. Escobar dives, but Ford ain't there, so Santos just kind of misses awkwardly. A little bit of a miscommunication right there. Dawkins... Pushes Escobar into the post. We got Ford with the roll-up. Grabs the tights and steals the W. Solid match. I mean, Ford high-flying all over the place. The dude, I don't think anybody gets the height that he does. He is insane. And the beatdown continues after the match. It's Carlito. He is down for the save. So there we go. What's that now? Three weeks in a row? I think he's here to stay. Oh, hell yeah, Carlito. We got Pretty Deadly. They are having a spa day. It gets spoiled by Ridge and Butch. They dunk their heads in dirty foot water. Now, that's just fucking nasty, but a good little segment. Thumbs up. We got John Cena. He is in the ring making the crowd go banana. Cena announces it's been 2,002 days since he's last won a singles match. Holy shit. If you told me that in like 2006 where John Cena would never lose a match, I would never believe that. But anyway, John talks about retirement. That retirement word has been all over this week, I tell you. Solo Sokoa comes out. Cena brawls with Solo for a little bit. Jimmy Uso shows up to help out Solo. And then a masked man attacks Jimmy. It's Jay Uso. Oh, snap. 
Cena nails the FU on Solo, and Cena must post. So a nice little moment right here. Uh, this Uso drama continues. It's it's strange. It's honestly a little strange. We got Logan Paul. He is back in the WWE. He cuts a promo bragging about his boxing win and all that crap. He calls out Rey Mysterio, but he really wants the U.S. title. Rey comes out to address the situation, accepts Logan Paul's challenge for Crown Jewel. They will fight for the U.S. title. We got a really long, drawn-out handshake, and it ends peacefully. So, all right, kind of boring. Uh, an okay promo, I guess, from Logan. The crowd was giving him the what treatment pretty bad. And Ray, Ray will be a great opponent for Logan Paul. I mean, the veteran, he can still fucking go all day, all night. So that should be pretty good. We got A-Town Down Anda versus Dragon Lee and Cameron Grimes. Grimes ends up getting left all alone. We got the A-Town Down, quick W here. Uh, for the impressive up-and-coming A-Town Down Anda. Fast-paced match. I mean, I wish it was a little bit longer because, like, you know, Dragon Lee and Cameron Grimes, they're trying to get their way going. I know it's a really random team, but uh, it would have been a really good match if it went on really a little bit longer, but a solid match overall. We got Kevin Owens. He is interviewed. He is sad he and Sammy are separated, but he is excited to have matches with... Rey Mysterio and Sheamus, who he claims he's never had singles matches with before, and that just blows my mind. That's insane, especially Sheamus. Like, what? Kevin Owens and Sheamus haven't had a one-on-one? That's That has to happen. Let's go. Main event time. SmackDown Women's Championship on the line. Io Sky with damage control defending against Charlotte Flair. We got a lovely avalanche rolling powerbomb by Io. Charlotte answers with a rolling German suplex. We got a hilarious sell right there by Io. She just like flagpoles herself all limp and stuff. That was great. Sky goes for the moonsault, but Flair has the feet up. She hits the spear, but Bailey saves Io, putting her foot on the rope. Whew, thank God. Flair wrecks Bailey, goes for another spear. Io blocks it with the championship, pins and retains. That was a close one. I thought Charlotte was going to be the champion there for a second. Uh, Io, though, solidifies herself, standing toe-to-toe with Charlotte Flair, and she did great. I mean, I mean, yeah, she got some help from damage control, but I don't think she really needed it. She was doing just fine. Flair looking really good. I mean, she's right back in it, doing really good right now. Love the chemistry between these two. I hope that they continue on with this. Maybe get in a Hell in a Cell or something, Steel Cage, something. Maybe a ladder match. That'd be really fun. Great main event match. Eight. Atten. The beatdown continues on Flair, and it is Bianca Belair back on SmackDown. Crowd goes freaking nuts, and Belair saves Flair. Welcome back, EST. That's awesome. Uh, honestly, mostly kind of a, sh- a setup show here for Crown Jewel, Cena, Logan Paul. They're setting up their matches. Some solid uh, promos and segments. Really strong main event, though. That was a great match. Go out of your way to check out that one. Otherwise, eh, just an okay SmackDown. Five and a half. At that. And we go back now to AEW because that's we're just all over the map this week. We got Collision in Memphis. It is Brian Danielson versus Andrade El Idolo. We got the thunderous chops from both men. You know I love it. 
Lovely split-legged moonsault by Andrade. I mean, wow, that thing was just so crisp. And then we get a bunch of roll-up counters. Danielson gets the best of Andrade, stealing the pin for the big dub. Brutally stiff match. Holy fuck, man. Both men wearing the battle scars after this one. Fantastic technical wrestling. I mean, goes without saying, these guys were... Oh, just all over it at the beginning with the chain wrestling. Really good. Lots of clean counters in there. Really good opening match. Seven and a half at that. Then the lights go out. Who's it going to be? It's the under. No, it's not the Undertaker. It's Malachi Black. He kicks Danielson's head off and counters. And counters before. Oh, and he, he leaves. He leaves. He gets the hell out of there before the BCC can uh, catch up and grab him. There we go. We move on. It is Sky Blue versus Hollywood Haley. Oh, snap. So I thought I recognized her. Hollywood Haley was in that recent documentary, Wrestlers, on Netflix. And she was one of the more prominent, uh, what to say, personalities on that show. And I was like, oh, shit, there she is. So she's making her, Holly, or, uh, her, her debut here on AEW. Let's see how she does. Well, Sky with a roll-up pins and a quick W over Haley. So, I mean, it was a short match, but she was she, she, she was there. She was there. Uh, like I said, nice to see Hollywood uh, making Hollywood. That's I keep saying Hollywood, but it's Hollywood making it to television. That's awesome. Solid performance. I mean, she did the job and blue possessed and emotionless. We move on. The Guns with Jay White versus the Outrunners. I love the look of the Outrunners. They look like hulk hogan in the 80s with the with the skullet and the platinum blonde hair great look they eat a 310 to yuma the guns grab a quick w the lights go out again this time it's a masked figure appears on screen the bang bang gang are spooked we move on to the memphis street fight jeff jarrett with the entourage versus eddie kingston Eddie runs through the entourage with a variety of weapons, just whooping ass, loving it, thumbs up. Kingston covers Jeff with hot dog wieners and condiments, hell yeah. Jay Lethal out of nowhere hits a lethal injection to Eddie off of the stage and through a table. Good God, get that man, get that man some milk, thumbs up. Entourage fully involved at this point, it's basically a four on one. Eddie blasts the giant with a guitar. Kingston outnumbered. Entourage hits all their finishers. Referee forced to count the pinfall. Jeff Jarrett wins. Boo! Boo! But a really, it was really awesome seeing the Entourage getting their asses kicked. Jeff Jarrett, hot dogs all up on his face and, and mustard. That was nice. But it ended up being a four-on-one handicap match. Uh, some good use of weaponry. But it was an entertaining brawl. Like, I'm, I'm disappointed it ended up being a handicap match. But it was still pretty good. Seven at that. We move on to Action Andretti with CJ going up against Miro. Action with lots of high-flying maneuvers, impressing CJ off the hop. Eventually, Miro catches Andretti, slams him to oblivion. Action eludes the accolade the first time. He hits a 450 splash, manages somehow to lift up Miro. He doesn't get the slam, but that's still incredible. Miro locks in the accolade for the W. It's a fun, high-paced match, man. I, I was really liking the pairing of Andretti and Miro. Love that big man and, and 
fast, high-flying guy that's really entertaining. Good job right there. And Andretti putting up a good fight here against Miro. I thought he was going to get absolutely squashed and obliterated, but not so much. And Miro, intense, really solid, quick match. We got Eddie Kingston. He cuts a promo backstage, tells Jeff Jarrett to actually fight him alone. I mean, good luck with that. That that hasn't happened since, like, the 80s. Uh, good quick promo. Not bad. We got FTR, squash match, and then they get attacked by the House of Black. Moving on. AEW World Tag Team Championships on the line. Big Bill, Ricky Stocks defending against Claudio and Wheeler Yuta. Claudio imitating Ricky's rope strut walk. That was just fucking mwah, priceless. House of Black appear yet again, attacking Claudio. The referee misses all of that somehow. Brinsburg, you're just fucking terrible. Starks hits the spear. Rochambeau, the champs retain. Great match. It did get spoiled there a little bit with the, with the shenanigans, but, you know, that's just how it always goes. Strong performances all around. Hard-hitting match as well. Really liked Bill and Ricky's, like, sneaky tactics. They're they're separating the other team. Like, it's it's just smart. It's underhanded. It's sneaky. I like it. Seven and a half out of ten. And then all hell breaks loose. FTR and Moxley join in to fight off House of Black. Poor Ricky, thrown to the wolves. He, he, he eats all the finishers, gets used as a human skipping rope, and then spun like 80 times by Claudio as the show ends. Goodness gracious. Enjoyable collision this week. I am I'm glad that the House of Black is back in full force. A little bit too much interfering. I mean, they showed up like four different times on collision alone, but still some good quality matches on this card. Six and a half out of 10 for collision and we move right into the battle of the belts eight starting off with the international championship match orange cassidy defends against john silver with reynolds silver with the one-handed military press slam onto the apron ouch that looked really painful reynolds hits cassidy with the belt we got a near fall right there that was a close one then a cool airplane spin slam by Hungy. We got a near fall there again. Orange explodes, hits an orange punch out of nowhere to retain. Orange taking a lot of damage in this one. Back to business pretty much. Good stuff from him. And Hungy, an impressive focused performance. Like really just putting it all out there. Uh, really got stupidly close to winning. I thought maybe he was going to do it, but... There's just no way they were going to be able to flip-flop that championship again so fast. I mean, too bad for Hungy, but a good performance. 7 out of 10. Ring of Honor Television Championship on the line. Samoa Joe defends against Tony Nese with Smart Mark. Joe not getting paid here by the hour. Absolutely ruins Tony with a lariat. Muscle buster. Joe retains in dominant fashion. An effective squash match right here. This, This is an okay squash match. I'm fine with this. Joe cuts a promo. He wants MJF's AEW championship and a good intense promo right here from Joe. Thumbs up. TBS championship on the line next. Chris Statlander defending against Willow Nightingale. The Willow blasts Chris across the ring with a pounce. Oh, just love that pounce. Avalanche Death Valley driver. Chris kicks out of that. Damn. 450 splash from the champ pins and Statlander retains again. Good effort right here from Willow. Chris continues, though, to be damn near unstoppable. Good match right here. Good performances all around. 7 out of 10. 
And now it's the main event. Trios Championships on the line. The Acclaimed and Daddy Ass versus Garcia, Menard, and Parker. Anna Jay gets ejected really early. That's good. Garcia dance interrupted by Max. Oh, no. And then Danny whoops his ass, gives the crowd the dance, and everybody's happy. Thumbs up. Garcia loses focus, though. Daddy hits the Famouser, acclaimed bomb, and the champs retain. Entertaining match right here. Garcia was fantastic in this one. Good wrestling and, and just very, very entertaining. Solid match overall. And another solid hour of good title matches. I mean, yeah. Uh, Samoa Joe for champion, man. I am I am all for Samoa Joe becoming AEW champion. They, WWE wasted him. They did not put the strap on him. I feel like they absolutely missed out on that. Let's do it in AEW. Samoa Joe, AEW World Heavyweight Champion. I want it. 6 out of 10 for Battle of the Belts. 8. And that's... Is that it? Is that all the wrestling? Did we do it? Yes, I think we did it. Let's dive into the three stars for this week. Uh, we got some shout-outs here. I want to shout-out Gunther versus Bronson Reed Intercontinental Championship match on Raw. Really good. It was. It's nice to see um, Bronson getting a shot here. He's been uh, kind of on a roll here for the last few months, uh, really solidifying himself in that uh, mid-card area right now, but a good match against Gunther. Shinsuke and Ricochet falls count anywhere on Raw, just kind of out of nowhere, but man, they got to they find a way to get Ricochet in more of these falls count anywhere, that is like the match for him, he can do the flippy stuff all over the place, It's uh, it was really, really entertaining, good shit. And now for the official three stars of the week, we got the third star going to... Rocky, Romero, and Mystico on Rampage. Oh, man. Now, this one might be a little bit personal because I've waited so very long to see Mystico in a botch-free, just nice, clean wrestling match, and he delivered right here. Really, really awesome wrestling match right there. Especially if you love yourself some good lucha wrestling, you're going to get a lot out of that. Good enough for third star this week. Second star goes to Io Sky versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship on SmackDown. Just a great championship match. It would have been a lot better if Damage Control didn't get involved and you just let EO win it all by herself because I think she is capable of beating Charlotte Flair without the help, but she stood her ground with the with Charlotte and it was a really good match. Back and forth, nice spots, good close calls. Yeah, check that one out. Good enough for second star, but the first star goes to Jack versus Baron Corbin versus Carmelo, triple threat on NXT, god damn, would have been a little, I bet you it would have been even crazier if Trick Mello got into that one, or uh, Trick Williams, not Trick Mello, Trick got into that match, but he he, uh, he wasn't able to get in there, but it was still really good, I mean, time and time again, Jack just continues to deliver fantastic matches every time, Baron Corbin, I mean, he is doing quite well on NXT, good performance from him, and Carmelo, I mean, the dude is on fire, fantastic, good enough for the first star of the week, and there we go, there is the show for y'all, everybody, thank you so much for listening, we got Crown Jewel is up and coming, and I feel like there's another pay-per-view at some point, but, um, I think it's just Crown Jewel. So we'll be doing Crown Jewel when that happens. Hopefully it's uh, it's pretty good. I mean, they have been getting better. So uh, not like 
not like dreading uh, the Crown Jewel like I have been uh, years prior, but we'll be doing that review whenever that comes out. Uh, we've been continuing onward with the with the scary theme, the Halloween theme on the GamerCast, talking about some scary games this month, some scary topics, and we're not done yet. There should be one more episode incoming for uh, the scary-themed uh, GamerCast, so be on the lookout for that this week. And hockey is underway, so... Always going to be a lot of uh, topics to talk about on the hockey cast. Uh, excuse me as I fall apart. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are awesome. If you want to watch these, they get uploaded to YouTube. Gamer GX Videos is the YouTube channel. The links are down below. There is a Twitter page you can follow. You want to send in questions for the podcast. You want to have a question answered live on the podcast be my guest send in your questions related to wrestling hockey or video games and we can answer that for you live on the podcast be a lot of fun and yeah we will be back again soon with some more gx plus cast